Welcome, guys. It's another Bolt from the Blue podcast, and I'm here with um, my friends. I've got Colin Savage here. Colin, how are you doing? I'm good. Um, unlike your shredded nerves, I, I am quite calm. Yeah, I, I am not calm oh, at all. I actually texted Colin uh, after the match that my nerves were shredded. Uh, Bernard, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine as well, mate. It's always um, it's big games like this. As long as I'm there watching them, I'm okay. If I'm if I'm having to watch it on telly or anything like that, I'm usually awful. But uh, if I can actually be there to witness it, I seem to cope quite well. And I was pretty calm today, and a little bit disappointed, but I'm I'm calm again now. Ray, how are you doing? <laughs> we didn't win. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. I didn't go to the, I didn't go to the game. I had a really bad day yesterday, and I was just. Uh, Two songs. I watched some of it on TV, but second half was hard work. Um, you know, it's 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 tough on the nerves these days. Watching stuff when you know so much hangs in the balance, um, and I mean, and it's against Liverpool, and you do not want to lose. I think the rest of the season, you know, I, I think I'll be all right now. Um, hopefully. Okay, let's go to Colin Salvage. Colin, I watched the game. I I rewatched it. I spent an hour watching um, edited highlights. And I've never been more convinced than I am now that we're better than them. What 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 do you think? Um, you, you know, we were talking about this going to the game and, and before the game, and um, no, not we, but I, I was talking to the people I was with, and and I think for, for me the summary is we've not played our best this season, uh, apart from rare occasions. Generally, we, we've not consistently hit the heights we know we're capable of in say the the Centurion season and the. Um, 1819 season particularly and we know we're wasteful you know we, we need four chances to score a goal on the other hand Liverpool again haven't quite hit the height they're winning obviously they've had that great winning run they're winning but they're not wasteful they're, they're clinical Liverpool will, will, will get a chance and you know eight times out of ten they'll take it and it'll convert into a goal so uh, I can't say I was nervous going into the game but you know it doesn't particularly bother me these days but my fear was that um, it will be a game of few chances, and Liverpool will take theirs. Would potentially take theirs um, far more clinically than we did. So before the game, we were again just talking about it, and so I think we said we, we'd all take a point, which sounds a bit defeatist, but a point has its advantages, um, and particularly given the the situation, uh, you know, I, w- I was nervous about the result. Now I, th- I think uh, you know. What the game bore out was that that analysis was correct. You know, Liverpool were clinical. They got two decent chances. They took them. Uh, we had a host of chances we, we didn't take. But what what pleased me about the game was that we were by far the better team. Uh, 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 and, you know, we, we could easily have gone in at half-time, 3-1 up, 4-1 up. But we didn't because we don't take our chances. Uh, we had chances again in the second half. Uh, and, and again, you know, we... we we, we know the Liverpool game will be our hardest fought of the season generally. So going in 2-1 up, the instruction should have been come out and keep it tight for the first 15 minutes. Uh, you know, because Liverpool will come out fired up. You know, they they, they were on the ropes that first half. but We battered them. Um, they, they were very lucky to, to go in just a goal behind. But so I'm sure the instruction would have been keep it tight, slow the game down. Don't make mis- don't make mistakes. Don't give them chances. And then you know, once they've run that, that initial burst of energy, they seem to always seem to have for the first fifteen minutes of a half. Then we'll take control of the game again. But we didn't do that. Um, you know, we came out. We were very relaxed, and it kind of started with Edison um, kicking that goal kick long straight back to uh, Allison. Uh, and when does Edison ever do that? Uh, and, and all right. You can't directly blame him for the goal, but they got the ball back and they converted that possession into a goal. Uh, and again, it was a swift clinical move. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, if I'm looking back, on, I'm sure we'll talk about it in more detail. But if I'm looking back on it now, when it came out, I thought, well, we're the, we were the better team. We should have won. Yeah, we, well, we could have won, should have won. We were the better team by far, I think, for most for the vast majority of the game. But. We're still in the driving seat. We're no worse off than we were at the start of the game. So it's up to us now to to win the title. We don't have to rely on Liverpool slipping up. So, um, yeah, 
it's a little bit frustrating, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take the point. Mm-hmm. Bernard, um, how do you feel about it? I mean, I, I, I my personal uh, reaction was that I, I've never been prouder of a player in my life than I was of Laporte. I thought he was an animal. I thought he was uh, he was sensational. Did make a few mistakes, of course, but um, Bernard, I think we were the be- I think we were the better team. Absolutely. I mean, the the only player I can honestly say perhaps didn't let himself down particularly, but he, he, he say he didn't. It wasn't his greatest moments. Was as Colin just said there. I thought Edison just his distribution was poor today. Generally, uh, he was testing the um, goal line system, wasn't he? Very early on, seeing if that worked. So we <laughs> were up the other end, of course. But uh, obviously, I, I saw it back, and it was a, obviously a Mister Stone. If if a John Stones can do it, I can get something close. But yeah. A, I'm not having to go at Edison. I, I thought the, the first goal was a bit weak, but of all the players, I, I think they all they all were excellent today. I thought they played. That was one of the the, mo- the best team games I've seen. Mm. Yes, we didn't take our chances, but we know that we know, we know exactly what City are like. It's it's no it's no surprise to us. Sometimes we will take the chances, but uh, yeah, they all left it out there on the pitch. And, and we talk about momentum, don't we? And I, I think Liverpool still think they're in with a chance now, but surely now, based on how we play today, we're going to take that momentum forward. Obviously, we've got a couple of big games this week. Uh, you know, we've got seven league games left. Three or four of them we should be able to control quite easily and win at a canter. And the other three, we put in a display like we did today, uh, the title should be ours. So I, I'm quite happy after that display today. Uh, we are the best. We are the better team. And we just got to go on and prove that now over the over the next uh, what five weeks, six weeks, however long it is. Yeah, Ray, just uh, bringing you in here. I I really really believe that we are the better t- the better team. Oh, absolutely. Like like the guys have said, you look at uh, you look at the game at Anfield as well. We were uh, unlucky there not to win there. Same here. We were you know we created so many more chances. I mean, the, I see people talking about the expected goals and you know, Liverpool, Liverpool's expected goals were higher than City's, but we had so many clear-cut chances from within the first few minutes when Sterling had a, a chance he should have scored. Uh, you know, and that's I, I said it. I said it for years. That's been our bugbear. We score a lot of goals, but we waste so many. Uh, even when we go back to the Centurion season, we scored 106 goals. We should have got 125 that season. You know, and it, it's and that sometimes it's going to haunt you. It's going to hurt you. And we've seen in the Champions League. Uh, I remember the game against Leon. We had chances to. You know, to, to draw or win that, and, and we didn't take them. And and today was another prime example. So many good situations, um, and we didn't take full, as I said, full advantage uh, of, of them. Um, you know, some some poor decision making from from players on on the final pass. Uh, not the best shooting uh, from, as I said, from Sterling. KDB had a, a good opportunity. Uh, confusion, um, but we were. Um, after having said all that, we were miles better than them. And and when we're playing like that, I mean, they couldn't compete. They had 45% possession. When do Liverpool have 45% possession in a game against Man City? Because we're better than them. Uh, Colin, have you been any more convinced than you are now that we need that big, blonde, Ivan <laughs> Drago lookalike from the door? Uh, no, well, if we'd had Diogo Jota today... We'd have won that as a canter. Um, yeah, on Twitter, yeah. Yeah, um, because you know he's a guy who pops up in the right place at the right time, and um, and and generally he's a he's a calm, cool finisher, and and that's what obviously we know that we're not saying anything particularly um, revelatory here. We we need a clinical striker, and you know you look at I don't want to single out single him out Raheem Sterling. You know, he 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 doesn't have that um, clinical mindset that that great strikers have. So that chance very early on, one on one, clear straight straight at Allison, a really poor shot. There was another one a bit later on where I think Foden uh, did a great bit of work on the left hand side of the area, uh, and there were a couple of players running in, and you could see where Foden was going to put it. You should have been able to see where Foden was going to put it, but Sterling ran. Um, Run well in front of it. Uh, he should have held back. A good striker would have held back. 
uh, and waited for that ball to come to them, or at least come onto the ball. There was another incident in the first half where the ball was played into him and he hesitated. He could have got there. He didn't. Um, and that was that was the difference. Um, that, that was the thing that stopped us winning that game very comfortably. I'm not not blaming Sterling for that. Um, but but uh, what, what I am saying is the difference between a clinical, natural finisher and someone who Sterling has to think about it quite a lot. He doesn't quite have that clinical mindset. He's, um, we'd be walking away with the league now. You know, we wouldn't have been, we'd be far more than a point. Well, we would have been four points ahead at least. But yeah, that, that's what we're lacking, isn't it? But uh, on the other hand, you know, if you put a Haaland in there, or no, sorry, I, uh, I'm told by our Norwegian friends, it's not Haaland, it's Horland. So uh, okay. I'm going to pronounce it properly, Horland. Um, if you Holland. put some Holland in there, you lose. I mean, with, with Sterling, it's a hundred percent effort. You know, it's ten out of ten for effort, but four out of ten for quality in front of goal. And, and the Irish, of course, he 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 finished that move uh, for the disallowed goal beautifully. It was a lovely clinical, mm. cool finish, but he was offside, of course. But um, and that's yeah, that's the difference. But but the irony is, you lose a player. You know. With that front line, with, with Sterling and uh, Foden and Gabriel Jesus, you've got runners there. You've got players who put in uh, a load of effort uh, and players who can do something. But so, so you, you know, you've got to lose. You know, if you think you've got Haaland, um, if we had him, you've got to drop one of those. Uh, no, no, you'd probably drop Sterling, wouldn't you? But um, yeah, but that's what you need. That 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 you know, uh, uh, just that that striker who knows where to be. The Diogo Jota. Type of striker, uh, that the Mane, you know, that clinical finish for the second, no hesitation, bang, back of the net. That's what we're lacking. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think that's all we need to to dominate. Bernard, if we had Karim Benzema, that game is dead at half time. <laughs> yeah, well, we perhaps, perhaps, perhaps we could have got this Alvarez across a little bit earlier. You know, he seems to be able to know how to uh, find the net. I mean, we've got a guy there. We've actually signed the bugger and we're still letting him play for the team we bought him off, which is disappointing. But yeah, it's it's not as I think Colin said it before. We we know this. We we know this with City. Uh, we know it might come back to haunt us. I think Ray said it before. Of course, we know it. I mean, we all know it. Uh, Pep knows it. I'm sure Pep knows it. I'm, I'm sure Pep's absolutely pissed off with it. I'm sure Pep, you know, you know, no matter what happens, Pep would love would love a guy up there who who can find the space and know to be in the right place at the right time, a Jota or whoever. Uh, you know, there's plenty of plenty of half decent players who playing for City would make would be the difference, as Colin yeah, said I, there. We'd be points clear. Would have been the difference today, probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is it. I mean, you don't have to. You don't even have to be messy. You don't have to be anyone spectacular. It just has to be a good quality. And there's quite a few about playing for other teams, and we've not got them. A, a good quality attacker who know who knows where that where the where to put himself, and we haven't got it. And we can carry on moaning. We're not going to get it till at least the summer. So we've got what we've got, and the guys just have to keep going and be positive. Ray, I was going to say, Ray, go ahead, Ray. He's got a couple of goals today. I'm just saying, someone like, you know, you see anybody half decent. I'm saying our ex player, Darius Russell, would have scored two goals today, and he's 50. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was a picture on that famous uh, picture on Twitter of uh, Sergio Aguero with uh, Xi Jinping and David Cameron at the the CFA uh, from a few years back. Uh, and someone had put the caption, if we'd had this guy today, we'd have won. Uh, and I'm thinking, I think Xi Jinping would have got a couple today. Probably <laughs> <laughs> no mean player in his youth. Uh, Ray, uh, Leroy Sané was tweeting before the game, um, describing his goal when we won it against them. One of your favourite games. Mm. Uh, we could have we could have done with him. We could have done with anybody who could stick the ball away. I mean, look, you know, we've, I've mentioned um, the ones that I can remember, that Sterling won early on. The KDB one, where he dragged it uh, at the near post, and really he's got to be scoring. I think if it hit it towards the far post, that's that was a goal. If, if the goal he had got there, he wouldn't have saved it properly. And I think someone was following up. Great opportunities there. Um, and the first half, we had a couple more. I'm trying to wrap, wrap my brains to remember. There's another uh, very good one where we had a, a free kick, and Rodri was onside. He headed it yeah. towards a cat uh, who was coming in the middle. Stones nearly got. Stones, yeah, stones, it was, yeah. And it, it was a poor header. 
You know, I mean, th- that was a clear chance. We had it basically we had two on one. We had two yeah, on one. If he, squ- and, if he squares that header, it's a goal. Yeah, it's a goal. Uh, then we had another one. I remember Walker come down the right, and it was a lazy cross because you look, you look across, and all right, it was in a dangerous area, but Van Dyke was between you know um, Folden and the ball, so it was going to go to Van Dyke. And Walker, if he just had a look and look back at the City player that was coming in in front of Van Dyke, but four or five yards behind, he, all he had to do was hold the pass, and it was just happy to get it in. So so many opportunities. Um, there was another one where, where Walker had a, actually Walker had a really good game going forwards. Uh, I, I thought today he caused him a lot of trouble. But there's another opportunity where he got it in the box where he was unmarked, and him and Jesus couldn't work out what they were going to do, and that was a chance gone a begging. So it's so many, and you know, I'm not even looked at the second half where Mares blazed it over, you know, in, uh, right at the death. So many opportunities, and Liverpool. They've never. I can't remember the last time they've been ripped apart like that. Maybe it was that four-one at Anfield that we, we stuffed them, but they got ripped to shreds today. Absolutely ripped to shreds. We were going be, be, you know, getting in behind them so often. This vaunted defence, Mister Van Dyke, was more like Dick Van Dyke than Virgil today. But we were getting behind them so much that we, Collins mentioned the, the Sterling finish that, that was only slightly offside. Uh, I mean, I'm not even sure it was slightly offside. I, I think that was really a harsh call. That, that was not. That was not offside. <laughs> I don't think so. Whoever draws the lines, you know. Um, so, so we had six or seven. I think really clear, excellent chances. Lupel had three. I think Jota, uh, for all you know, his clinical finishing. And we, we've mentioned that he had another good opportunity, which uh, I think he just dwelled on for too long. But yeah, look, we were miles clear of Liverpool today. Miles clear. They rely on that, you know, th- those attackers having that those moments of magic. I mean, that's all it is. When Salah scored against us at, at Anfield, that was a moment of brilliance, and that's what they rely on again today. I think Salah got two two assists. He hasn't scored in about ten games uh, from open play. He got a couple of assists, but they were, you know, good. Um, I think he got uh, at least the second one was sorry he got. It was a great pass to Mane, but Walker should have been there. So I think, look, on another day, we'd have, we'd have spanked them 5-1 or something. And it's just unlucky for us that um, it's ended up as a... They, they were very fortunate just to get away with the draw, but it's still in our hands. And, you know, looking at it now, actually, as Colin said, it, it could be the best thing because we know now we've, got, we've just got to win every game. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're four points clear, you might get a bit complacent. Go and win every game. And hopefully this sets us up for the uh, FA Cup game against them as well. Um, you know, I think we're, we're, we're we should be in good heart for that. Bernard, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, footballing, footballing superstition says if you play a team twice in quick succession, you can't win both games. Well, well, of course we didn't win today, but I think that should put us in good heart for for Saturday. I I think so too, uh, Bernard. A lot a lot of people have been talking about Ederson. Um, but my goodness, I was talking to, uh, I was chatting to, or texting Colin uh, before the pod. I would love to have that guy's blood pressure. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> did this you see? Guy, did this you guy face? does not panic, does he? I mean, that, did you see his face on the pic, the actual image? I mean, there wasn't a sign of panic or anything. It's as though he was just calmly, oh, I'll, just, I'll just calmly pass it to one side. I made a bit of a rick. Uh, it's no problem. I will calmly do it. I mean, any other player. I mean, imagine, uh, was it, who's the guy who played for United? He pulls the bases. I can't remember. I remember what his, think what his face would be like. Bill in that, Jones. In that It'd be something like out of scream, that, that painting, wouldn't it? It'd be something like that, you know, as, as the ball sort of goes towards the line, the, the screen painting or the shout, whatever it's called. But uh, yeah, he, he is calm. But I think I'm not sure what happened there. Did he did he get his studs stuck? What actually happened? It was up the other end. Did he get? Can you just explain what actually happened for him to have to clear it off the line? The Mares one. He seemed to just get not the Mares. Edison. Well, the Edison one. Where where he sort of what did he do? Did he miss it or something? I just uh, I, I think know. he put his foot in the ground. He got his toes. Ah, right. Foot so foot the yeah. And then it just carried on rolling towards the, the goal line, and he just. You know, a couple of paces yeah. and um, calmly passed it away whilst the forward was diving in. 
I think, though, as I said before, I thought Edison was perhaps too calm today because his distribution, as, as Colin said there, that, that went straight to Alison, that thing that set up. Well, didn't set up the goal. Obviously, it was from the other end. But, uh, you know, his distribution wasn't great today. But uh, I thought I thought Liverpool certainly didn't press us as much around the goal. He certainly had more time. So he was a lot more calmer apart from that one incident, obviously. Colin, I I don't know if you if you agree with me or with a lot of other people who were on Twitter talking about uh, Laporte. Laporte was really really good in this game. Um, well, I, um, I don't know what you think about that. He made some mistakes, um, silly mistakes, but I thought. But both Laporte and Stones were brilliant today. Uh, Kyle Walker had one or two. Again, I, I thought the whole back four were were, were good. You know they. They gave um, they gave um, the Liverpool front three and even the fullbacks very little. And when we did give them space, they, they you know a couple of times we did give them space, they capitalised on it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought um, I'm always a bit nervous with the port. There's always a mistake in him. Uh, there were one or two mistakes today, but they weren't crucial. Uh, I thought Stones uh, was was brilliant as well. So um, yeah, I, I'm not going to argue with you there. Well, Ray, let's talk about the goals so let's talk about the first one yeah I mean uh, we took a quick free kick um, Liverpool were surprisingly uh, slow in trying to I mean normally when, when you get a free kick someone blocks stands in front of the ball doesn't let you uh, take a, a quick free kick we managed to get a quick free kick I think um, KDB sidestepped a couple of um, would-be tacklers and he, he had a shot from about 20-22 yards left foot which if we're honest, I think goalie might have got to, but it hit uh, Matip, Joel Matip, and it uh, kind of just ballooned and looped and swerved around uh, uh, Alisson and uh, hit the post and went in. So, you know, that was after, what was it, five minutes or something? Um, yeah. And it was a great goal, and, and Kevin it did his bit, trip. Uh, yeah, it was a bit, you know, a Harry Maguire tribute act. It wasn't the time or place, was it? <laughs> and, and then and he did his um, I don't know what 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 do you call it um, he, he takes a, like a side swipe you know like a punch um, to the guts when he when he celebrates he says like take that um, <laughs> to the crowd so that that was that was quite nice um, so yeah Liverpool were a bit as I said slow trying to uh, stop the quick free kick and and uh, we took uh, full advantage uh, so Bernard I mean we we were all pretty much cock a hoop. Um, watching that, but they got their equaliser. What did you think about that one? Yeah, I think was it Bernardo tried to edit edit clear a little bit before, and so he just fell back back to the Liverpool guys. But like we were saying before, yeah. they, they give him a little bit of room. I think Bernardo's head is sort of went straight to the Liverpool bloke. Uh, I say it was up the other end, so I didn't get the greatest view. I'm not a chance to look back, but. Um, it just looked dead easy from where I was. It just looked, looked like a side foot. But I think Edison dived over it, did he? Is he, is he sort of so go underneath him? Was it Edison yeah. perhaps at fault? Do you think, guys? As I say, I, I'm not gonna. I can't I elucidate too much because I, I, it was up the other end. But was it? He looked a bit at fault to me, Edison on it. On it. I don't think he was. I mean, it started from that Bernardo header, which straight to a Liverpool player, and then yeah. I, I, I watched that goal a few times and. You could say that um, uh, it was a great ball, for, I think, from Salah uh, over yeah. the top to Alexander-Arnold. Uh, and I think you could say someone should have gone with Alexander-Arnold. But that, I think that's the worst you could say. It was a well-worked goal. Um, I think you've got to give them that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you say, you know, someone like Jota there, you know, if it had been the other, <coughs> it been our uh, move, uh, you know, and someone like Sterling is there. Then you know, to, you're not touches. sure that ball's going in the back of the net, but he needs three to... touches before he shoots. Um, yeah, I mean, when I saw it, I thought maybe Edison could have done better. Look, it was hit uh, sweetly. You know, the, the timing on it was good, so it had a you know a, a fair bit of power behind it, and it, it went it went under his body. But was he slow to come down, or was it just too quick for him? You know, it, some will say he's, it was he was at fault. It was too slow. Others will say it was past him before he even noticed. So, you know, you can't really blame him. I don't know. I mean, you've you got to watch it a couple of times um, yourself to, to make your own mind up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Colin, um, Gabriel Jesus came up with the uh, the second. Uh, I was very, very surprised. Um, 
But um, Pep keeps giving him chances in unexpected uh, lineups. Um, but he did well there. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you always get 100% from Gabby J. And there's always a goal in him. Um, and I think that, that, that was an interesting one because the corner came in, was cleared. Cancelo had the ball out on the left. And the, 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 most of the City forwards were very slow coming back because they knew that ball was coming in and they were jogging back. Uh, and I'll pick up on this in a minute. There's one particular player I want to criticise over that. And but but um, Gabriel Jesus, for once, he timed his. He was well back. He timed his run perfectly. He was just on side. Cancelo played a wonderful ball in, and it was an instinctive finish from him to to kind of just um, really side foot the ball over Allison into the into the net. Um, great little goal. But um, I say. Um, the rest of our forwards were, were, were a bit slow getting back. And um, to, to kind of take a slight detour, um, Sterling, who was playing in the, the false nine position, with both teams playing a very, very high line. We were saying at the game, we know we're not paid millions of pounds to manage teams, but the obvious way to get behind Liverpool, or, or Liverpool to get behind us, was a long ball. Now, you know, we all talk about Wimbledon, but uh, we worked that move a number of times quite successfully, particularly out to the out to the flanks, where Liverpool were a bit narrow, um, and our passing accuracy was fantastic. Uh, Sterling um, in the middle, he was often, uh, there was quite a big gap between Van Dijk and Matip, and Sterling was often stood between them, and they were still on the halfway line. Sterling, the number of times he was stood a yard offside when Edison had the ball, uh, basically playing himself out of the game. Um, To me, it was uh, brainless, uh, and I've got to say, but Gabriel Jesus did for once stayed onside. So, um, yeah, it was a great goal, but I was getting more and more furious with Sterling, who was playing himself, I say, playing himself out the game by just being that yard offside and denying Edison, because he's got the pace, uh, Foden's got the pace, Gabby Jay's got the pace, you clip that ball over the top of Van Dijk and Matty, and it's a, it's a foot race, and I think we win it. Uh, and I'm surprised we didn't do more of that, actually. Uh, t- to me, it's a fairly obvious tactic, but... but um, I say we couldn't do it because Sterling was just that yard offside. And he didn't seem to be aware of, of the players around him, and that and that's a kind of criticism we often make of uh, Gabby J. That he doesn't seem to he doesn't seem to be looking. He doesn't seem to be aware of, of where he stood. But uh, for, for most of the game, it was Sterling. And uh, anyway, well, let's not take anything away from a fine, fine finish uh, and a brilliantly timed run from uh, Gabriel Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bernard, what about the equaliser? It was not that long into the second half. Um, <laughs> and then suddenly, boom. What did yeah, you I mean, obviously, with, with, with Pep's words obviously ringing round the guys, you know, keep it tight, as I think Ray said early on for 10 or 15 minutes. Basic basic football stuff, isn't it, guys? We've all, we've all managed a junior team or something like this, and we've been, you know, keep it tight, guys, for 10 minutes. But... Uh, yeah, and I, th- I think Colin said it might have started from that punt from Edison that went straight to Allison. But uh, it was Salah, wasn't it? I mean, I don't know what Walker was doing, but it was caught totally the other side of Marnie, wasn't it? He, he was never, it was too quick. He was never going to, it's not as though he was 20 yards out and he had a chance to get the pace back. It was just a superb ball from Salah. Uh, and, and Edison, no chance with this one. Uh, Marnie had a simple a simple tapping, really, just from a great ball. But we were, we were caught cold. That was probably unforgivable. It did lead to Liverpool having about five or ten minutes of the game for the for the only time in the game, uh, and no wonder because they just you know we we should have been embarrassed by letting that goal in so quickly because if if we'd done the opposite, kept it tight, we could probably could, could have nicked another one and definitely put the game to bed. But uh, I just think defensively, I just we were caught cold. Edison not to blame, just, just the defence as a unit and Walker in particular were, were caught cold with that one. Ray, that was a very uh, disappointing. One that one, absolutely. I mean, uh, as I said, the Walker switched off a couple of times in that uh, early in that second half, and he cost us. Uh, there's no two ways about it. You know, he's he's plenty fast enough for Manny, but if you're going to give the fella a couple of yard start over a short distance, you're not going to get there. And I, I don't know how he was uh, that that far away or, or, and not goal side. You know, you've got to look at your man. And there's another time later on where I think the ball went out to Salah. He looked miles offside. And when, at, when they actually played it back uh, later on, um, Walker was on the far side, put him onside. 
you know, a couple of yards behind the rest of the defence. And these are these are it's basic, it's basic football, you know. And if it, I think the the fact is, if Walker wasn't blessed such pace, he wouldn't be playing anywhere near this level of football. It's his pace that gets him out of a lot of trouble. Um, but you can't afford to switch off. You can't afford to do that. And it, you know, it's cost us, uh, as I said, a disappointing goal to concede because Liverpool really didn't look like they were going to get many chances to score. Colin, you got some thoughts about that? Uh, yeah, again, I watched that goal. You're always looking for defensive mistakes, aren't you? Salah was very deep, uh, and it was just a quick interchange of passing, and, and Mane was alive to it, and, and Walker wasn't. You know, we know Cal Walker can have these lapses of concentration, but, uh, you know, Mane's quick. So, um, it was a well, again, it was a well-worked goal. Uh, I don't think you can. I don't think you can place um, the blame on anyone particularly for it. But it was really aggravating that Edison, at the beginning of the second half, when we need to keep things tight, gives the ball away in the first few seconds. Mm-hmm. Guys, I was uh, absolutely sure about what was going to happen next. I was wrong, of course, but um, they did make this uh, substitution. They brought on uh, Mares, and uh, I was. Um, you know, tweeting out to uh, Ray, didn't get any responses, by the way. But um, I-, I thought that he could do it. I thought that he would win it for us. But um, he nearly did, Bernard, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> nearly did. Oh, look, Jack. <laughs> sure. Uh, I noticed you kept that away from Ray, this question. Um, I think it was quite the right substitution. I think Sterling had shot his bolt by then, although I thought he played OK in parts. I thought it was one of his better games against Liverpool. But if you're talking... Obviously, the free kick, which from our end never looked as though it was going to go in net. We thought Alisson had saved it, actually. We were surprised yeah. it wasn't the corner, but obviously it glanced the post, hadn't it? So we thought so. But then again, KDB, as he's been doing all game, what impressed me about KDB today, when it, when he surges forward, it just re- just reminds me of Yaya at his pomp, you know, when he surges forward with that ball. Um, and Again, fantastic. He gets denied so many assists, Cade. He'd been done to when and the guys can't finish it. And Mares, I mean, he tried to chip the keeper, didn't he? He tried to chip Alisson. He had a fantastic... I mean, surely he could have just curled it round with his familiar... You no, know, with that left foot into the top corner. I don't, what was he doing? I, I, all right, there was defenders in and around him, but... Uh, yeah, he had a chance to win it for City. Yeah, that was the 93rd minute, was it? I think, guys, something like that, 94th minute yeah, even. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so very disappointing. I expected, you know, Mares, who was undroppable about, what, four or five weeks ago, he's, he's suddenly becoming a, a bit of a bit player and letting us down again, which uh, is a bit mean to say. He only come on for 20 minutes or so. But, yeah, he could have he done something really you know, and got the the win we thoroughly deserved. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sure Ray was impressed with it. Anyway, what did you think, Ray? <laughs> it was terrible, wasn't it? Let's 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 call it what it was. Um, he had the opportunity to do a first time pass to Ford, and I think uh, because we were we had two uh, two on two, so he could have done that first time pass to Ford, and who was who would have been clear in the box. Uh, instead, he decides to to do it on uh, on his own, be a bit greedy. Uh, and I'll repeat what I said for many years: if you're greedy. And you score, no problem. If you're greedy and you miss, it doesn't look good. And you know, it, it was a really poor finish. Uh, he should, as guys have said, he should have crossed, uh, curled it in for the corner, or I, uh, as I said, or, or passed it to um, Forden for, for, to let him uh, go for glory. Um, it was just disappointing. You'd, uh, you know, yeah. hope for a bit more. There were so many players. I mean, in the in the first half, the story was literally, you know, missed opportunities for players to score. There was. Another one Kevin De Bruyne had when he turned quickly uh, and just put the ball wide. And uh, I think there's another one. Um, but in the second half, the problem was bad options. Mm. I think there were a number of occasions when players had much better options than they actually took. Uh, again, Sterling uh, late on got the ball, took it really well, then just ran into a couple of Liverpool players instead of um, retaining possession. Uh, I think Grealish should have passed to... Kevin De Bruyne when he had a good uh, run forward, uh, and there were so many. Jesus had a really bad one, didn't he? Jesus, Colin, would really should have done Jesus better when he had the side passing. Had a shot when he should have crossed, um, uh, and I think um, you know, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't particularly think we deserve. Well, we could have scored in that second half, but I don't 
really think we deserve to, if I'm being harsh. Let's stay with, stay with you, uh, Colin, uh, just for uh, one point. A lot of people uh, talking on t- Twitter about uh, how absent uh, we feel without uh, Ruben Diaz. And I just want to ask you, did you, uh, is he that um, essential to City wins? No. Uh, no, we've got, well, we've got three excellent centre-backs. Stones, Laporte and Diaz. And Stones and Laporte, as we said before, n- neither of them, uh, and as a pair, they, 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 they stood tall today, literally and um, metaphorically. Uh, I don't think they let us down. Uh, but, you know, as I say, the one that always worries me slightly is Laporte, who's got a mistake in him. But even Diaz has been making mistakes recently. So, um, and, you know, and even then we've, we've got Ake, who's turned into a really solid uh, player in this system. And um, no, 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 we've not, I, I, I don't think you can lay the blame for any failures. Uh, Diaz's absence, um, you know, the problems have been in front of goal, not not in front of our own goal. Mm-hmm. Ray, at, at the end of the game, obviously, um, big high five from uh, Pep and uh, Jurgen Klopp. Uh, do you get the sense that uh, either one of these uh, guys has the, uh, the the mental edge? Um, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. It's it's, it's a tough one to call. Um, I, I don't. No, I'm I'm trying to wrap, wrap my my brain to see if anybody feels they've got the better of the other. Klopp. Uh, I mean, I, I said after the game that both managers will probably be a bit disappointed, but both will be. I think we'll be happy in other ways. I, th- I think, um, you know, Pep must be pleased that we so comprehensively battered Liverpool, but he won't be happy that we only got a point out of it. Uh, I, I think Klopp will be um, disappointed the way his Liverpool side played, but he'll be happy they got a point. So, um, I, you know, I, I think possibly Pep, but, you know, Saturday's another game, isn't it? So... Uh, you know, I think we're, as we said before, we're the better team. Quite, you know, by, if, I, I don't think Liverpool did particularly well today. I, um, I thought we were much better than we had been. So I think Pep will be slightly the more pleased, um, you know, going into next week. But um, you know, Klopp, you know, the, the Liverpool is still in touch. It's still, you know, there's one game in it. So I don't think, as I say, I think both will be pleased in some respects, and both will be disappointed in some respects. Uh, Bernard, how did you feel at the end of the game? Did you feel shortchanged? Do you think that we deserved um, the win, or, or were you grateful that it ended up with just um, just a draw? Yeah, I think the, I think Carl said before, or Ray said before. I mean, before the game, I think I think I was would have been reasonably happy with a point. Obviously, how the game panned out, yes, it was a bit disappointing. But I think most City fans were, you know, it took a while to get out of the stadium. Well, obviously, everyone was just, obviously, they kept the Liverpool fans in. So, no one really wanted to move up the stairs. It was too busy um, doing, uh, you know, signs to the Liverpool fans and vice versa. But, you know, I don't think there was much disappointment with the City fans. I thought, I thought most City fans were quite happy at the end of the day that we're still top of the league. It's still in our own hands and that's all we can say. And knowing that that was the performance it was, as I said, I think momentum-wise, and we've talked about this before, uh, it's certainly not done any harm to our momentum after that because uh, as a team, I think we played very, very well. And Liverpool, obviously that winning run's now finished. All right, they've still got a little bit of momentum. But I think we have to say what we've got and I think we should be reasonably happy. A bit disappointed, but reasonably happy, you know, that uh, we're still a point clear and we've got seven games left. Win them all, we win the league. Simple as that. Uh, Ray, what what's your dominant emotion after that game? Um, oh, you ask all the tough questions, Mike. Dominant emotion. Um, there's probably a couple. One, there's a little bit of relief because I didn't want them to win. Uh, not only did it go at the top of the table, it'd have been a bad night um, on social media. So that that's so that relief of um, not not losing to them uh, and a bit of disappointment um, touched in there. Because we should have done, we should have won the game. You know, we were better than them. You know, it, we missed an opportunity to go four points clear, and we'd have had to fail in two of our remaining seven games, which I don't think we would have done. Um, I, I think we are too good to fail in two games out of seven. Now we have to fail in one, and that's possible. So, 
a little bit of disappointment, but you know, we're top of the table. We're still there. And uh, as Colin said, if you asked us before the game, if we had taken a draw, uh, yeah, probably would. Okay, Mr. Savage, what do you think about the uh, refereeing performance? Oh, um, <laughs> it was a strange one. I mean, yeah, I've got, you know, I, I've written something down about it. He was, I think, he was very reluctant to get his cards out until late on. I think that caused some of the problem. We said this about Atletico, didn't we? If, you know, if you let someone put a vicious tackle in and you don't carve them, it gives them a free hit for the next one. Uh, and, and there was at least one, maybe two, uh, Liverpool tackles that went in where you thought, hmm, um, should be a card there. And it took him a while, it, but it, it took him a while to get the first card out. And then he, uh, he felt he had to even it up. So he, he carded um, Bernardo for something very innocuous. Uh, and then there were a few incidents where you think, well, that's going to be a card, surely. There was one where um, Alexander-Arnold pulled back, uh, I can't remember, it was Foden or Sterling, um, who was past Sterling. him. And he pulled him, you know, put his arm around him, uh, neck. And that's yeah, the yellow card in anyone's book. Sorry? He pulled his arm back, or yeah, quite high that, up at the time. That's a yellow back. card in anyone's yeah. book. Uh, and, and Taylor didn't give it. Uh, Fabinho, was it Fabinho or Thiago, got away with a what looked like a, a certain yellow card um, and was yellow carded later. So, you know, it's a bit like the Milner situation in the in the reverse game. Um, and then there were two inexplicable free kicks he gave late on in the game where, where Kevin De Bruyne entangled uh, with, can't remember who it was, uh, and he got scythed down. Now, I, I could, I need to see that again. Uh, it was maybe, maybe Kev initiated the contact. But there's no doubt the Liverpool players signed him down. And there was another one a bit later where you're thinking, how the hell is that a free kick to Liverpool? It should be a free kick to us. So it was all very strange. And um, uh, I say there could have been, I think he issued five, four or five yellow cards to Liverpool, but it could have been two or three more, including a second yellow for, for at least one of them. Uh, Bernard, uh, on Twitter, the uh, the... Twitizens, as I call them, the, the Man City fans, were screaming for a couple of red cards in the, in the second half. What did you think about the uh, refereeing uh, of this game? Uh, yeah, I think it's Thiago, wasn't it? I think he had three three bookable tackles and he only got but one. So, I mean, I, I think that he was the main guy everyone was screaming about. It was quite funny, actually. They had... Um, they had a deflection where they should have had a corner, Liverpool, uh, in that second half. And it was a clear corner. It, 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 uh, I think Salah might have shot and he hit a City player and just spanned round the post. And obviously we got a goal kick. And I thought, well, that's the only, literally the only decision that Taylor did against us. And this is the guy that Liverpool fans are whinging about, saying, obviously, we don't want this guy. He's, a, you know, he's a, all this City fan rubbish. I mean, it, it was the most unusual. I think Colin's been a bit kind there. I mean, at the end of the day, if he could give Liverpool something, he would. If he didn't have, if he didn't, he didn't want to book any Liverpool players. Colin, he only booked the ones who he knew hadn't been already booked or something like that, just to make the numbers up because that's what he does. He averages about four and a half cards a game. And that's just Anthony Taylor. He's a pretty useless referee. He's not been that bad for us, actually, the last two or three games he's done, but I thought today he was absolutely awful, and all all the all the fifty fifties went Liverpool's way. And I think I think when Kevin De Bruyne, I think Colin was on about it. I think Kevin De Bruyne ended up getting fouled, uh, and they got the free kick. I don't understand what happened with that one. That was that was like well, you know, uh, he got fouled and Liverpool got the free kick. But hey, there you go, Anthony Taylor, as as most referees, unfortunately, absolute rubbish. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray, was there a player of the game? For either team, ooh, ooh. Uh, that's uh, another toughie. Um, I think City played as a team, so it's hard mm. to have a standout. I think KDB had some good moments, yeah, uh, definitely good moments. Um, Gabriel Jesus, I, I'm glad he scored. I, I liked his hard work. Cancelo's cross was uh, a beauty. Um, for Liverpool, you know, Trent Alexander Arnold got ripped to pieces. Um, it's hard to even find anybody. Jota, I liked overall the way he played. I'll, who do I give it to? Um, Foden. But, <laughs> uh, Bernardo, give, for me. I'll, share it, I'll, I'll share it between all the City players because I think we played it. I'll give it KDB. KDB. Let, let's ask the same question to uh, Colin. Colin, for either team, was there a standout player? 
I say Bernardo for me, I, I thought he had a brilliant game because he was playing. Um, he, he was playing almost like a double pivot alongside Rodri, but he was all over the place. And 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 you know, apart from that misplaced header, um, Liverpool scored the first, which I, I don't think you can particularly hold against him. I I I thought he didn't put a foot wrong. KDB, yeah, he had a brilliant game, but his first few set pieces were absolutely awful. And there was one where uh, he, put, he put in a a corner, it was just a daisy cut. I don't think he got off the ground, but uh, or a free kick, I can't remember what it was. But um, yeah, but, but otherwise he had a great game. I think Foden had a good game. Uh, Gabriel Jesus uh, always gives us 100% and there's always, uh, say, a goal in him. He, he, he runs and, and chases. Um, I think, um, you know, going further back, I thought Rodri was excellent. We said the two centre-backs were excellent. Walker... Uh, Cancelo had the had, had the odd laps, but again they were both good. Um, you know you can't really. Sterling gave a hundred percent effort, but with him the quality's not always there. Um, uh, but I think it was the right choice to to, to start him. Uh, no, no, but 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 for me the, the player that caught my eye um, was Bernardo. I, um, I say John, I, 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 I like Diego Jota when when they bought him. I thought what they what they done. You know what what what's he got, but. He's done a great job for them. You know, he pops up. You know, when Firmino seems to have gone off the boil a little bit, um, Jota, because someone said before the game, they're not playing, when, when they saw the lineup, oh, they're not playing Firmino or Diaz. But for me, Jota, Mane, Salah uh, are, are, their, um, are their most dangerous front three. So, But I don't think any, any Liverpool player had an outstanding game. Uh, but, but I think so many of ours... Um, so many of ours did. So many of our players did. Yeah, I'm just going to ask the same question to uh, Bernard. It was it was quite funny actually in the second half watching um, Cancelo make a mug out of Virgil Van Dijk uh, on quite a regular occasion. It was very very funny uh, because this is the, this is the guy who's the best uh, centre back in the league. But um, did did was there one player uh, Bernard that Struck your eye from either team? No, I think like Colin there. I mean, I, I mean, I thought I thought Foden did have a good game. I thought he he had an excellent game. But I noticed with Bernardo, like Colin was says, he was coming back to the edge of the box and picking the ball, <laughs> picking the ball up most of the time, and then uh, moving forward with it. I mean, he was all over that pitch. He was, you know, he was that was a typical Bernardo uh, performance, and he loves playing Liverpool the same way Foden loves playing Liverpool. And as I said, momentum wise, I thought as a team, apart from Perhaps Edison, who you can't really blame that much. He wasn't involved that much, was he? Liverpool didn't test him that much. But as a team, I thought that was one of the most complete team displays we've seen. Yes, we could have done better. We could have we could have finished a lot of chances a lot better. But as I say, that we know our limitations, and unfortunately, we're stuck with them. But as a team, I would personally say that's probably our best team performance of the season. He'd be hard, be hard pushed. I mean, Cancelo was brilliant defending. Uh, you know, obviously, he was up against Salah, wasn't he, uh, for a lot of the time. And he did really, really well. Salah, all right, Salah had a couple of assists. But, you know, considering it was where he was, Cancelo had a great defensive game as well. We're used to him being OK going forward and doing things. But, yeah, I, I thought, I, you know... I just, I'm dead impressed. I was dead impressed with just the overall performance. Not overly impressed the fact we didn't sneak the win, which we could have done. But uh, no, a great, a great team effort from City. I think today. I think um, the performance at Old Trafford was probably our best of the season. But it's a circumstance, isn't it? Yeah, as you say. About today was it was a performance above some of the ones we've seen in, in, you know, in recent games, and hopefully. That gives us a bit of a springboard. We've you know, well, seven league games left. We've got one, two, three, potentially three Champions League games left before the final. We've got one FA Cup before the FA one at uh, the semi final. You know, we've got potentially 10, uh, 11, 12, 13, you know, 13 games left. Um, people talk about Liverpool quadruple. We've got 13 games left to win the treble. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, let's uh, just that performance. Gives us that springboard. We need to do that. Let's just uh, go over to Ray for the final point. Um, there's something immensely satisfying about Bernardo Silva, and he reminds me. Um, uh, we'll bring Colin on this as well, and uh, and uh, 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 Bernard. He reminds me a bit of Mike Doyle because he really 
Mike Doyle lo- loved uh, giving it to the opposition. I mean, he really did. And uh, there's something about that with Bernardo, the way he started the game. And uh, we know what he's like. He, he, he loves to wind them up, doesn't he? You there, Ray? It's Ray gone. Let's throw that over to Colin. Colin, um, what about uh, what what about the comparisons that people have made between Bernardo and Mike Doyle? I think um, I think Mike Doyle was probably slightly more, um, should we say, aggressive. Taller. He was taller. That's for sure. Bernardo's a bit more subtle with it, isn't he? But yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, we all remember him, uh, Bernardo, when he was yeah. uh, holding his tea, giving uh, supposedly giving Liverpool a a guard of honour uh, a couple of seasons ago. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bernardo, he's just, his heart's completely in it, isn't it? He, you know, he's just one of those players who, uh, I'm sure he's fine, you know. Once the whistle went, him and his uh, international compatriots uh, were fine. But, um, he, yeah, he just loves winding up the opposition in, in, in kind of subtle little ways, doesn't he? Guys, let's just do a little bit for a minute or two for younger uh, listeners. Uh, Bernard, what do you remember about Mike Doyle? Um, I just thought he was... The the, the biggest memory I've got, obviously... He was a nasty bugger, wasn't he? Well, he always does the rounds up pictures. I mean, the strange thing is he could have actually played for United at one stage in in his career. He actually uh, nearly went to United, which would have upset quite a few City fans, of course, who think he was died in the wall City fan. But according to his missus, uh, no, that was just that was just in certain things at certain times. He, he almost went to United, but I think it, I think the, the lasting memory I got. I mean, I must have watched him loads of times. Of course, he have, and he was always great of a always a, always a part, always had a great partner next to him. You know, he always you know he's always a, the centre half partnership like we've got now. You know, with Stones and Diaz and all this sort of thing. Uh, and obviously that picture, just that picture at Old Trafford with the, the game I was at. Obviously the, the Dennis Lawback heel that always sticks in my mind where he's just there. Probably had his shoulders above all these little scally United fans on the pitch. I mean, we see the picture time and time again now, but uh, that sort of attitude of, uh, you know, once he got that, whether he played for us or Stoke City, wasn't it? I think he went to Stoke City late on in his career. It didn't matter where he played. He, he, he was as so- solid as a rock and a great, and he scored a few goals, of course, as well, like uh, a lot of City defenders did in those days. You know, we, they chipped in with goals as well. Just a great, but just a great blow. Great song we used to sing, M.I.C.K. McDowell and all that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I think that's my biggest memory. But that's only because you see images of it. Obviously, at Old Trafford, I'd I'd been kicked out of the, the ground by them by uh, by thugs. So uh, <laughs> I missed that little uh, little thing, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, what what a guy! Just 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 a great guy, and uh, you know any any you know the sort of guy you want. By your side in the trenches, as they say, don't they? So, and we've got a couple of those now again in in uh, in central defence. So, I'm, I was quite happy. What what a player! Colin, help us out here with um, just a few memories uh, for the younger listeners about Mike Doyle. Uh, oh, Mike Doyle! My my favourite Mike Doyle memory is um, the uh, the derby in 1974, last game of the season when United had to win to stand the chance of staying up and uh, of course Dennis Law scored and there was a pitch invasion by United fans and um, I always remember that the, the sight of Mike Doyle calmly strolling through this horde of United fans and not one of them dare go near him. He was he was quite terrifying. Uh, he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So none of these United fans, it was like the Red Sea parting, um, yeah. you know, as he strolled through through this horde of um a, a kind of ravaging United fans on the pitch. To, to he was obviously leaving the pitch because the players were coming off, but not the United fans gave him a very wide berth. <laughs> yeah, not not a guy that you want to that you want to. Well, miss. Put, it, put it this way: if they'd had mobile phones in them days, he might have swiped a few down. He might have got rid of a few. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, guys. I, I definitely think so. Okay, well, listen. Let's finish off um by asking you guys uh, were there any other um interesting results uh the, in the last few days that uh, caught your eye let's, let's go to colin uh, to start off with oh um let me think um yes there might have been one uh, in fact I mean, there were a few interesting results this weekend wouldn't there and we started friday night with um newcastle beating wolves and of course had wolves won they'd have gone into seventh place above uh, united 
But Newcastle now uh, amazingly seem to be safe. Uh, and then um, just going back to um, where are we? Uh, Premier League scores. Uh, just going going back to Saturdays. I've just got to remind myself. So yeah, so we started at Saturday lunchtime, of course, with uh, Everton against Manchester United. And of course, Everton uh, really in the mire at the moment and, and desperately needed a win. And um, you know, it was quite interesting, wasn't it? Comparing that game, you know, uh, a Merseyside v Manchester-ish team to today's game, the levels of quality were a galaxy apart. Uh, it was a very poor game. Uh, and Everton, uh, thanks to why always me, Harry Maguire, deflection, uh, came away with all three points, which um, Everton really aren't a very good team. Uh, but when you consider the money that both those teams have spent, obviously United have spent a lot more than Everton. Everton has spent something like £500 million over the last few years. And it was like watching a lower level championship game. It really was. The quality was so poor. And, and then, of course, Arsenal, who were chasing a top four spot, uh, they took on Brighton and Hove Albion at home. And you think that's a, that, that should be a three-pointer point, for Arsenal uh, and increase the United having lost. You know, increase the gap, but um, Arsenal managed to blow that uh, and lost. Well, they were two 0 down at one point. Lost two one to Brighton at uh, the Emirates. Um, Southampton, Chelsea. Southampton have given us some tough games, but they completely capitulated at St Mary's six nil to Chelsea. Um, Watford, Leeds was a bit of a six pointer. So Leeds are another like Everton who are in danger of getting dragged into the bottom three, but they got a very comprehensive. Um, 3-0 win at Watford, which probably makes them just about safe, I suspect. Although, um, we'll come to that in a minute. The uh, Spurs at Aston Villa, which on paper looked a tricky game for Spurs, because we know what Spurs are like. You know, they bottle more than Coca-Cola. Um, but again, another very emphatic 4-0 win. And, and that's, um, you know, when you look at the teams chasing fourth, Wolves, Arsenal, Spurs, Wolves and Arsenal both drop points. Spurs pick them up so so that now they're in pole position for the the um fourth place that fourth place finish but you know it's going to be a lot of twists and turns um down that that way then um again West Ham another one chasing a European place uh lost 2-0 at Brentford uh Leicester City beat Crystal Palace no great surprise there but um a, a real relegation scrap and it wasn't even a six pointer I don't think well well Norwich versus Burnley had Burnley won, that would have put that potentially could have put Everton in trouble. But uh, Norwich, amazingly, um, came out two 0 winners. Uh, now I don't think it does anything for Norwich, but it certainly doesn't do anything for Burnley either. And it probably gets Everton and Leeds off the hook a little bit. But um, because if Everton had lost to Manchester United yesterday and Bur- had had Burnley uh, won at Norwich, uh, it would be Everton in the bottom. Uh, oh, Burnley even got a draw at Norwich if Everton had lost. It would have been them, uh, Everton in the bottom three. So, um, you know, you now look at the bottom. Norwich on 21, having played 31. Um, Watford, 22, having played 31. Burnley on 30 games, 24 points. Then above them, Everton, 30 games, 28 points. So there's now that four-point gap between Burnley and Everton, which means Burnley have got to find... Um, you know, an extra five points um, to uh, to overhaul Everton. Uh, Leeds uh, played a couple of games more, 32 on, on with 33 points. So again, if Burnley win their two in hand, they're still three points behind. So it, it's looking a bit grim. Uh, it's looking a bit grim now for the bottom three. I think Norwich and Watford, uh, I think we can probably safely say, are going to be relegated. There's still something to play for. Burnley, Everton, Leeds, Newcastle potentially... Newcastle should be safe. Uh, I say Burnley on 30 games, 24 points. Newcastle 31, 34 points. So it would be an absolute disaster if Newcastle uh, went down. So amazingly, you know, when we're looking at Christmas, when Eddie Howe came along, Newcastle were looking absolute certs for for relegation. Uh, And now they just about look safe. Um, And, uh, you know, it's it's probably Burnley, Everton, Leeds for, for the last... Uh, relegation place and it looks like Burnley are probably the favourites having lost to um, Norwich well let's yeah, finish so- off with uh, with uh, Bernard Bernard um, I was speaking on the phone earlier with my 
82-year-old dad. Um, he was a little bit confused about um, the strop that Mr. Ronaldo had when Man <laughs> United lost. He was thinking, well, hold on a second. This guy has got about 500 million in the bank, a beautiful wife, a great family, a great living situation, and he slaps some supporters' uh, mobile phone out of his hand because they they'd lost at Everton. Did did you did you did you see that? Did you did you? I did. I, I hope I hope they're going to take some action against it. In all fairness, for criminal damage. I mean, you know, to add insult to injuries, invited him to United game. I mean, what what more? <laughs> what worse things could you do than actually punish the poor lad? Uh, in another way, by inviting him to go and watch United. But I'll be honest with you, if this doesn't go further, I'll be very... I mean, there's clear footage. There's clear footage of this. This lad hasn't particularly done anything with it. It's not as though he's thrust it in his face or done anything. You know, he's obviously holding the phone out for some reason, trying to get a picture. And, and this, you know, I, I think it should go further. I mean, I'm not messing about. I think I think that's criminal damage, you know. Uh, and I think I think it should be looked at very closely by whoever's, whoever looks at these. Obviously, it's the Merseyside police. So we probably haven't got much chance of him. Uh, you know, they probably don't recognise Ronaldo or something like that. They'll probably, you know, that's what it is. But uh, yeah, I'm, you know, it is it is funny, but it's not funny, is it? I think uh, I think that's that poor lad. He's he's, he's lost his iPhone. He probably nicked it off someone else in the morning. But I mean, you know, that poor little scouse lad has, has lost his phone now. He's he'll be gutted. So yeah, um, no, no, in all seriousness, I think uh, what he did was 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 totally wrong, and you know, just just shows what a spoiled brat he is. I've never liked him anyway. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, I mean, I think he should be took further. I think he should be, you know, it's caused criminal, presumably the phone, the phone's broke. I don't know. Perhaps it's okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, what, what happened afterwards, but uh, yeah, that's, that's typical Ronaldo, isn't it? He, he can't, he can't cope with losing. And that, I, don't, I can't understand why he went back to United, if that's the case. What do you think, Colin? Did you, did you take a, a dim view of that was that right up there with uh, Will Smith and uh, Chris Rock. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. What do you, think? you know, there's this rather strange belief, isn't it, that footballers should be role models? Now, you know, time and time again, footballers have shown exactly why they shouldn't be role models. Um, you know, playing football doesn't give you some sort of moral high ground because people, you know, the, the media seem to seem to think and. Um, it was a piece of, you know, all right, it's all right saying, you know, he doesn't like losing. It was a piece of stupid uh, petulance, wasn't it? And, and um, you know, he'd come out with a very know, con- contrived apology. At least, at least he, had, he held his hands up and admitted it, I suppose, is, is the best you could say. But, um, yeah, to, to, as I say, to add insult, adult insult to injury, it was an Everton supporter invited him to Old Trafford. I mean, hasn't the poor kid suffered enough from losing his phone? Um, I, I remember when you know when they interviewed the Chilean miners after they'd been to the game at uh, Old Trafford, and they asked uh, asked about the ordeal, and they said, "Well, you know, we we always had hope it would come to an end, and then the referee blew the whistle." <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, we, it was very stupid. It, it made him look. You know, he has this reputation as a bit of a prima donna, doesn't he? It? it made him look very stupid, um, and. and I, I, Criminal charges, uh, you know, I think that's taken a little bit far, but no, but, uh, get him, get him in court, get him. I mean, he's got away with it once before. Don't you know? He can't pay him. I'll tell you what, he might pay off the lad. Get, might get a million quid out of him or something to uh, sweep it under the carpet. Um, you know, if I was United, uh, but mind you, I, again, if I was United, you might be tempted to say, well, we're going to suspend him for three games, um, but then you know, it's supposed to be a punishment, isn't it? <laughs> well, guys, I think that's probably. Uh, enough for you guys to take uh, at this point what we'll do is we will uh, we will sing a lullaby to uh, ray with his, <laughs> uh, with, it, with his crisps he's probably fast asleep uh, by now he's still, but, still um, dark, yeah. oh, is, is he still there no no <laughs> okay all right but i think i think we've done uh, done enough guys the the main thing is we're top of the league we're still top of the league. Raheem Sterling, um, he's top of the league. He's top yeah. of the league. And uh, they'll have a job uh, on their hands to get that title out of our hands. And I think that we can all be grateful for that. So I think we'll stop here. And uh, just uh, 
wish uh, farewell and uh, express gratitude to our uh, contributors. Colin, thank you so much for coming on. It's a pleasure, I say. Um, I'm very calm after the results, so uh, unlike your anger. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm that bit older. I've seen it all, haven't I? So. You've seen it all before. And uh, thank you so much, uh, Bernard, for coming on. Yeah, I believe I believe uh, Mares rang Ray just to com- explain what happened with that last yeah, well, uh, minute. I effort, think Mares has knocked Ray's phone out of his hand, hasn't it? <laughs> so I think he's got no. Uh, yeah, it was an okay day. It could have been so much better, guys. But it's great to be on here and have a chat, and uh, we'll get together again very, very soon. Absolutely, we will absolutely get together uh, very, very soon. So um, thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, we're really grateful for that, as always, for all your support. More than uh, 5,100 of you now. So thank you so much for that. We've uh, taken a while to build up this support, and we're very grateful. So we'll finish off for now in the same way that we always do, by saying, have one on us, and up the blues. And up the blues. <laughs>